the best-known work of dystopian fiction in the English language. But is George Orwell's 1984 saying what you think it's saying? I'm Jessica Linverdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for June 8th. It was on this day in 1949 that Orwell's novel first saw print. Written over a period spanning 1947 and 1948, 1984 very narrowly avoided being published under the title The Last Man in Europe, but the ideas underlying the novel had been percolating in Orwell's thoughts since the early 40s. Orwell had, since the end of World War II, grown to be a staunch supporter of democratic socialism, as he didn't believe that democracy as he knew it would survive in Britain. But while 1984 would seem to be criticizing socialism, Orwell was channeling his concerns that any well-intentioned revolution, socialist or otherwise, could be perverted into a totalitarian state through strict control of flow of information and an unhealthy dose of nationalism. In 1984, though a face on screen is said to be Big Brother, the mouthpiece of the government of the nation of Oceania, Big Brother is never seen on anything but a screen or in other forms of propaganda. We never meet that face in person. The book follows the exploits of Winston Smith, a quiet rebel who knows that his job, revising old news documents so they reflect the ruling party's current doctrine, isn't exactly in line with this little thing called truth. But he can't protest in any way without being accused of thought crime. His ideas about leaving this way of life behind and creating a better life for himself are gradually growing more radical thanks to his repeated encounters with a woman named Julia. But while their increasingly physical relationship is its own act of rebellion, it also means he has feelings for someone. And those feelings can become a weakness. Winston thinks his superior, O'Brien, might be a revolutionary, but O'Brien reveals that he is anything but. He's a member of the Thought Police, and Winston's life is about to become a living hell of torture and reprogramming. Cheerful stuff, right? We'll discuss what's between the lines after this. Happy birthday to actor and singer James Darren, who starred in Irwin Allen's The Time Tunnel and later appeared as hologram lounge singer Vic Fontaine in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. First published on this day in 1949, George Orwell's 1984 is clearly a warning. What it's warning us about is still hotly debated over 70 years later. There are obvious things, warnings of a surveillance state about the control of information and distractions that keep the general population too busy or worried to think for themselves, whereas another dystopian novel, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, envisions a future where media and opiates will provide distractions, Orwell takes a bleaker view. Poverty and inequality will keep the population occupied. The depressing thing is that both authors may be right on the money, or lack of it, at the same time. But 1984 is also sending up warning flares about armed conflicts that seem to have no clear defined goal, and therefore no end. The national policy and the economy of Oceania are both geared towards maintaining a war without end. Whether that war is currently against Eurasia or East Asia doesn't really matter. In fact, it's literally Winston's job to change old news items to reflect the current enemy so nobody can discover that the target of Oceania's hostilities is ever-changing. Oh, yeah, there might be a warning about revisionist history in there, too, sure. 
though it has the bleakest of endings that it can have without actually killing off its main character, 1984 is ultimately Orwell trying to warn us it can happen here. But only if we get so distracted that we let others do our thinking for us. O'Brien extols the virtues of the intoxication of power, and Orwell's hoping we'll decide that's a future to avoid, if we can. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for June 8th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.